Hey, everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 305. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Maka-chan. And yes, I do apologize for the technical if difficulties from earlier tonight. It seems that, um, injustice, for some reason... I'm hearing buzzing in the background. Let me fix this real quick. It seems that while I was away, I have this tendency to remote into my machine and run updates and stuff. There was a Windows update that I ran that may have knocked the audio settings out, but took me a little bit of trick and try, but we're up and running because I ran into this issue maybe about three weeks ago. Nothing's perfect, nothing's perfect. That's all I gotta say, so. And hopefully things won't be so bad and nothing will fall apart while we're doing the show tonight. Because we got a lot in store for you. We are live tonight, week of April 11th, 2017, here on the Vogue Network. We are here live Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. Or you can head on, and the chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash VOG Network. There's some information about the VOG Network and IRC chat client uh, link. If you click on that, it'll bring you directly into the chat room. So I think we're good to go. And... Okay, that's set. That's odd. I'm going to set that. That is set. I'm trying to figure out where is that buzzing sound coming from? Do y'all hear it? Yep. A little bit. Alright. Let me no I let me adjust something real quick here. Do you alright. Do you still hear it? A little, not by much though. Hmm. Oh, well, I, I'll I'll do what I can. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and kick things off with everyone's weekend day. Uh, we'll kick it off here. Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, well, it wasn't really all that inspired. Uh, it's mostly work-related stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just, you know, going to work every day and all that. And, uh, well, I finally got the, my taxes done today, but <clears throat> it was a bit of a pain in the ass getting them done because I tried to take them to a place like H&R Block and they wanted up to, like, $350 to process them. Christ, I remember when it used to be 50 bucks. I'm, go- I'm going over, there's a spot in the city of New York, if you make under a certain amount, they do, they file you for free all the way through, so I'm, like, sold. Is it just for people who live in New York? Yeah, sadly. Actually, just do it online. Use Tax Act. It's like 35 bucks. I ended up... Well, because I almost had a fucking panic attack here, like, hearing how much it would cost, the woman just decided 
the print out the forms for me and just said, here, you know, mail in the W-2s with the forms and uh, they'll, uh, like, they'll, uh, you know, do it for you. I don't know. I no, get it... mine done for free. How? I do it myself. Yep. I go on well, TurboTax.com. Yeah. And there are apps where you can just take it, like, I do the TurboTax app. If you just take a picture of your W-2, it fills out most of it and asks you questions and handles the rest. Well, that's if you want to pay. If you don't want to pay and you type everything in yourself, as long as you're doing an easy file, mm -hmm. you don't have to pay them jack shit. See? You got that. You know, I already got them, got them all mailed out, so who knows what will happen at this point. Most they will probably say it, they'll probably get it back saying that um, it's incorrect and you have to um, fill it out or something. Because I remember, I think it was for this past one that I ended up um, sending mine out and it came back because I forgot to, su to, su to sign them. Whoops. Yep, I've already gotten my money and it's all spent already. Ah, uh, mine is still in process, more or less. <laughs> I hardly ever see mine because of the fucking student debt. I hate it. We all do. Believe you me. We all do. But other than that, it's... Just... Um, you know, nothing special, really. Okay. Next week, we're going to the uh, rift tracks of a samurai cop. Okay. Is that a trauma films thing? No, it's a uh, riff tracks. I'm just saying the, the original movie Samurai Cop. I honestly don't know. Oh, okay. I've never seen. Oh. But yeah, highly uninspired this weekend. This week. I totally get you, my friend. I totally get you. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, my week was kind of boring. Oh? Mainly just work, but uh, we've got a new girl into work, and training her, and hopefully this coming Saturday will be my last Saturday working. Yay! Very much yay. It also means that uh, shows like this, that are starting so late are gonna be a pain in the ass. Well, I don't. I well, we, you have to admit we have gotten better about the time. Yes, but I have sleep issues enough already that mm -hmm. you know not being able to take my sleep meds because of the show is going to uh, suck for Wednesday nights chat. Well. We'll figure something out one way or another. You know how we do. Yeah. Plus, you can't really control if uh, the computer or the feed shits itself, so... No. Hardware-wise, I, I probably can. I still blame software. United. Everybody's blaming United. Or in this case... Yeah, but true. It, true, but if you would have been home yesterday, things would have probably have been looked at already. True. Because of my other show, yep. And then there's... A, or some people calling it Mortal Kombat uh, Airlines. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to Flight Club. <laughs> so it looks like the buzzing is only on our ends. Nobody's hearing it on the back end. I'm not even hearing it here. 
Yeah, I'm not hearing it anymore, so you're good. Okay. Okay. My weekend day has been really great and interesting. I won't Shut get up. It. <laughs> <laughs> but why... Shut up, you suck. You're an asshole. I hate you. But why are you mad, though? I'm so totally jelly. But why are you mad, though? <laughs> because I'm so totally jelly. You suck. I don't suck. I lick. Get that right. Uh, ew. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to get into the full details now, but my weekend day was me in Texas visiting family and friends, and they're hitting a convention. But I had to say goodbye to my Microsoft Band 2 over the weekend. Aw. I... I think it's the adapter I used to charge it. It overheated. Ooh. And what it is is that Microsoft discontinued it, but if there's any issues with the product, they will still honor it. So my friend Lee took me over to the Microsoft store in Houston at the Houston Galleria, and I paid 25 bucks to upgrade, but I got the uh, Fitbit Blaze. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're telling me I'm still getting used to this thing. Yeah, there's a reason why when I went and got my watch and he said, Hey, you know you can get this one. I went, okay. Well, you have to understand, like, I got it from the Microsoft store, so it's, my choices were nothing but Fitbits. So. Yeah, I figured as much. See, if, if, if the Android Wear watch is synced with Microsoft, um phones, they would probably carry them. Because believe you me, I'd rather have an LG G watch. But mm. I have the Fitbit and I'm dealing with it. I can't... I have to use the preset faces. I'm still getting used to it. And I'm still used to wearing it as a watch. Whereas the band, it just clipped and clasped together. So... And by the way, Ari, if you get a free moment, if you make your way to the King of Prussia Mall, there's a Microsoft store there, you can probably take your band in and see if they'll replace it. You'll probably get, like, at most $50 credit towards a basic Fitbit or something. I gotta look for mine, make sure I still have it. Alright, cool. Alright, so... Again, I apologize for the delay in the show, but we're actually all caught up and we're going to get things going. Um, I'm actually watching the little meters in Audition and it's recording and it's not as loud as I want it to be, but I can't complain. It'll probably re fix itself after a reboot, but I'll deal with that later. But in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, I'm going to tell you all about my trip to Anime Matsuri. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but why are you mad, though? You suck. Hey, Ari. Yeah? I think she mad. You don't say. I do say. <laughs> and on that note, we'll be back.
So, hey, uh, Mako-chan, did you hear the news? What? Today is National Pet Day. Yeah, I, I, I know. So you've been giving extra love to Storm and Damien? Uh, attempting to. <laughs> Damien uh, keeps biting me. What was that? I said Damien keeps biting me. He wants to play, and unfortunately, I'm doing this, so I can't play. Well, I guess you could play later, I suppose. Probably. There you go. Yeah, right now, I'm kind of making a quick post about it on my personal Facebook, you know, Artemis, of course. But, um, first off, I, have to, I consider myself damned lucky. Because I heard I heard the weather was so bad on Thursday that a couple of my friends who wanted to go to Anime Matsuri pretty much had to uh, cancel their trip because of how bad it was. Yeah, the rain was uh, pretty crazy. I mean, honestly, I, I, felt, I feel bad for everyone that couldn't make it down. And some people are like, how did you make it down? I'm like, I left Wednesday. Alright, so let me give you a, a brief breakdown of my mini uh, vacation. Well, I can't post that, so I'll deal with that later. All right, so pretty much, as I've said to people, you know, it's always good, you know, to go to a convention, like, outside of your travel area. Like, if you're always doing East Coast conventions, hit a con in the South, or New England, or Florida, or somewhere, or somewhere, you know. Because the people are different. Culture is different. Hey, you definitely get a chance to try the food. Believe you me, I am stuffed on tacos. Yeah, that, that I was kind of jealous about that too. But with all your talk about barbecue, I had to stop and get barbecue the other day. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, one of the things I did was I hung out with my friend Kelly, and some of y'all know her from the show. Me and her, we've been like longtime friends for at least fifteen years, almost fifteen years. She used to be one of my um, animazement running buddies, so 
she moved down there, and I, and I spent a couple of days there with her, her dude, and her kids, you know. I had a good time, you know. Drove around, and the craziest thing that we did uh, Thursday night, yeah, I think it was Thursday night, yeah, the crazy thing we did Thursday night was, after watching, I think, The Expanse and having a couple of drinks, we ended up packing up everyone in the car, going to Taco Bell and getting tacos and coming back. But I get it. I get it. Why you're eating Taco Bell? Well, at midnight, the local taquerias aren't open, and you know Taco Bell is usually open until about 2 o'clock in the morning, so that's where we went. So, But when I got there Wednesday, we went to this place called Rudy's, which is pretty good barbecue. I mean, I actually had bar- uh, barbecue turkey, and it was moist. It was really good. I can't complain about that. And I kind of, let's see, what did I get? I got the brisket, and I got the ribs, and, that, and it was good. I think on Sunday, we ended up hitting this, this local little spot in the hole in the wall, and I got, like, the triple meat, which was the sausage hot links, which wasn't really all that hot. I expected, like, the heat to be all throughout the, the link itself, but it was just, like, right dab in the middle, you know? I got the baby back ribs, and those were pretty good. And then I got the brisket, which could have been better if if it was sliced a little bit thinner. But, um... Anywho. Let's get down to the con itself. Now, I I'm, I'm pretty much wrote out my convention report, so it's more or less on a, com- on a completion phase. And I'll say this. If you are a fan of Anime Next, you're gonna like Anime Matsuri. I'm just saying an aspect of if you went to Anime Next last year and the convention center, and the fact that everything was just laid out pretty easy to find, food was readily accessible, and the weather was great, then you're going to have a good time. So, But the only issue is that I don't believe the numbers. I was told last year Anime Matsuri got about 30,000 people. But I'll get into that in just a bit. So, Friday I get there, settle into the room, get my stuff together, pick up my badge, start taking pictures, and I notice that there is a ceremony before the dealer's room open. And I had to get online for the dealer's room so I could get my ticket for my Romy Park autograph. It seems that they were having an event where I believe August, no, I want to say August, April, April 7th, was going to be called Anime Matsuri Day. It was a special proclamation with the mayor of Houston and one of the con chairs. I thought that was pretty cool because I have never heard of th- something like that happening with the convention. I'm surprised Otakon doesn't have something like that for all the stuff they gave back to they give they've done for Baltimore. I guess I don't know. I I, I know nothing about that. So. I recorded that, and that was really good. I, that was like a real feel-good moment. It kind of gives Matsuri like it's the official hometown convention, you know? And then I went in, they opened the dealer's room, and I went in, and I took me a little bit of finding, but I hightailed it to the back area so I could get my badges, no, my autograph tickets. So, first costume I wore was Reverend Gardebelt, and... That's right, the new one you got, right? Yeah, from um, 
from Starlet Creations, and it fit perfectly. I may have to have them make me a, um, a VV um, robe from Final Fantasy IX. But um, <coughs> what really made me feel good was the fact that there were a lot of people, a lot of girls doing Anarchy Sisters. So I got my picture with, with a couple, with a couple of uh, sisters, but not everyone. And unfortunately. You know how it is with costumes. After a while, it just gets too hot, and you just got to take it off. So I wore that briefly and went back to the room. Came back, went to the autograph line for Romy Park, and I got my Full Metal Alchemist uh, game autograph, the, the, the DVD sleeve, and my Tamari uh, trading card game card that was also signed. So I'm very lucky about getting that second signature, and I just left it at that. Very lucky. Went back to the room, dropped that off, and then I made my way over to opening ceremonies. Now, I'm thinking, well, it's not going to be all that big, but it was pretty huge. Because the room where Romy was doing her autographs was considered general assembly. This felt like a room, felt like a friggin', um classroom like a college classroom where everything is where all the seats are on an angle you know it's like like an IMAX theater stadium seating kind of yeah, yeah pretty much from three different views it was stadium seating and I was just like wow I mean like you have like one hell of a main events panel room here but you know I made my way over to opening ceremonies and it was your typical opening ceremonies, but what made it different was that they had two maid cafes there. Um, I think one's called Made in Japan Cafe, and the other one is the Swallowtail Cafe, a butler cafe. They got um, butlers from the actual Swallowtail Cafe in Japan at, to host this, and four of the butlers actually sang for the audience, and I thought that was really cool. But one issue I definitely had was, and I think this always happens when you're press, I feel that sometimes conventions will always make sure that the attendees are covered, the VIP and the Super Pass people are covered, and then there's like us press guys. Um, honestly, we don't ask for much. All we want is like, it's just good seating for taking pictures and recording the event. That's That's all we really want. But I was there in the press pit for opening ceremonies and Ceremiu Live, but I had no freaking seats. So I'm sitting on the floor, switching between kneeling with one knee, kneeling on both knees, and sitting Indian style, sitting with my legs stretched out so I don't like lock up my, my up my lower body. <sighs> Alright, hold on here. Um, according to Wild Spice, there's dead air coming across. Um, hold on here. Everything seems to be okay on my end. Um, oh, all right, hold on. One sec here. That's odd. They cannot hear us for some odd reason. All right, let me check settings. All right, hold on here. Uh, okay. Alright. Let, let me, I'm going to temporarily shut down 
the software and reload it. All right, hold on here for one second. <coughs> All right, uh, let's save, let's close Winamp, reopen Winamp. Okay, it looks like everything is now working fine the way it should. Everything, everything should be fine. And yes, the cords are in the right places, but when I went to fix the audio drivers, it may have knocked things out with Winamp, which is probably why you can't hear us. So, all right, can you still hear us? Can you still hear the audio? Hear us talking and so forth. That's all. I, that's what I need to know. That way, everything is working fine. I'd rather not have to have to cancel the podcast and redo this next week. <laughs> I say, if it's recording, we just keep going. Yeah, but it now says server is down. All right, hold on. All right, now can you hear us? It shouldn't say server down at the moment. It really shouldn't. All right, we good. We good. And so as, we're all right? Yeah, and as Rageinator says, I won't speak for Ron, but I'm personally calling this the mime episode. I don't get it. Anyhow. So, I have to go back and double-check the footage, but I could have sworn when they started the Sailor Miu Live special that it was Zirconia from the Dead Moon Circus or something like Dark Moon Kingdom, something like that. Zirconia was a dead moon circus. Yeah, that's what I thought so too, but I'm just going by what the announcer said. I have, I'm going to go back later, probably later tonight, and double check the footage. And thankfully, I dumped all the video, all the photos to my one terabyte drive. So all I got to do is just plug it in, dump everything, and call it a day. Because I think somewhere here, I lost one of my, six, one of my um, memory cards. But at the rate I was taking pictures, I wasn't doing like... Three, like two shots per zoom, so I have plenty of space, but I'm still going to end up picking up another memory card just to be on the safe side for Zenkai. So, I have to say, the Sarah Miu Live was pretty much, it really was a once-in-a-lifetime event, and it was amazing. It was pretty much a 45-minute condensed version of, of pretty much of the battle against the, de- against the minions in the Dead Moon Circus. And at least, and I think there was at least five or six songs playing that they did as well. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> excuse me. The backdrop, the large LCD screen, had all the subtitles, so you knew exactly what was going on. Now, I halfway expected no subtitles. People just figure it out as they go along, because I would assume everybody saw the last musical, so you have a general idea of what it is. So, and then right after that, there was a brief mini interview with the with the Takarazuka cast, and it was said that we would like to see this in the states, and that's what was said. And I know there's been controversy because supposedly they said that Sarah Miyu, the final performance, is coming over to the states, which is 100% not true. But. What's also was interesting, and this also ties back to part of opening ceremonies, was that they had um, a representative of the Japanese consulate or embassy, and they also gave Anime Boston a proclamation. I mean, what was it? Anime Matsuri a proclamation 
about their giving back of the Japanese culture. And it was also presented to the cast of the Sarah Mew musical. That was really awesome. So, after that, see what did I do? Yeah, I went back and took more pictures. Now, here's the thing. The George R. Brown Convention Center is three floors. The first floor is the entire dealer's room, artist alley, car show, game room, bounce house, ice rink, and backdrops for photography. Second floor, there was like a place, you know, you can buy souvenirs, Starbucks, and there were like windows you could look through the sea down into the expo hall. Third floor was all your panel rooms and your three main events rooms. Now that's why I said this con reminds me a bit of Anime Next because of how it's laid out and you're walking back and forth. You're able to hit everything and run into everybody. Now, the only difference is that when Anime Next Dealer's Hall opened up, it was pretty packed. I'm not saying it was shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow, but there was some really good traffic going through. As for Ami Maturi's uh, vendor hall, traffic was kind of nil. You know how it is when you go to a con and you're waiting on that line to get into the dealer's room and it's so packed. You wait on there for an hour till it opens up and then the line is still going slow because the, the dealer's room gets so packed. Mm-hmm. There was no wait time after that. You waited, like, whatever it was, when it opened up, you were pretty much in the dealer's room in under 15 minutes. Did not matter where you stood on the line outside. Now, when you walk into the dealer's room, towards the back is your artist alley, your vendors for food, and there was a beer cart, which I thought was pretty cool because even adults need adult beverages. Now, if you go towards the left of the expo hall, they had an anime car show. And there were um, cars with Love Live decals and images. There was a Sailor Venus car. There was a Hatsune Miku. There was even one for Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. I got pictures of all that, and I'll be posting them later. And I thought that was pretty cool. Evidently, it seems that some people who went to take pictures actually got inside the cars and was, like, touching it in his particular ways and stuff. Now, I've never really been to a car show, but I don't know how they work. But if you're not supposed to do that, there should have been signs there telling people, you know, don't sit in the car and do this or do that. I just stood at a close enough distance where I can get good shots, and that was just about it. Now, if you go towards the right, as you pass the dealer's tables and the artist alley tables, you'll run into the game room. And they had a lot of B-Money games. And I'm kind of happy about that because for a while, conventions were not, you would not find B-Money games at cons. And by B-Money games, I'm talking Dance Dance Revolution, Beat Mania, Poppin' Music, and other dance rhythm games such as Taiko Drum Master. Those games were there, and I think Jubeat was there, 
and a couple of other drum and music rhythm games by other manufacturers. Hell, there was even a pump it up machine there, so that was pretty cool. Now, and and at least the lines were not that long to get on. Yeah, yeah, the way I think about I think lines were like running at least 15 minutes give or take. And if you and as you move a little bit further away, there was a section set up for tabletop gaming. And there was a booth there where you can, I believe you can buy games and borrow games as well. And if you kept walking, there were two bounce houses. Not a ball pit, but a bounce house. One was like your, <laughs> one was like a basic Hello Kitty one. The other one was one where it had two slides in there, so that was pretty cool. And as you walked past that going north, there were like, like I think four huge portraits like paintings or backdrops where you can take we can take pictures in front of it and I thought that was also pretty cool and as you make your way around towards the front of the artist of the, of the game room there was a mock ice skating rink set up now what I mean that's by, kind of interesting yeah like what like how did they uh how they set that up was it just like a big, like, white space on the floor surrounded by walls? Something like that. There was, like, your your standard fence, what they had. But also, if you remember... You know how you've seen how some cons do um, cosplay chess? You know those large, like, black and white foam pads that they put down? Mm-hmm. Th- that was basically the skating rink. It was, like, these large white foam pads. And people are actually trying skating on those with ice skating with ice skates on. All right, so after I did my walkthrough of there, I did took more pictures, went back up to the room. Um, you know, and I started down dumping photos and videos so I can be prepped and ready and. They went downstairs to their informal dance. The informal dance was like a two-hour thing where they were just playing regular music. You could dance and stuff like that. I only stuck around for ten minutes. They had that on Friday and Saturday. And, you know, a lot of conventions have two raves or the real con dances or informal dance late at night. Anime Matsuri didn't do that, per se. Friday night from 10 until 12.30 a.m. was their formal ball. And I thought that was really cool. So, you know, I did like a formal Luigi, went, danced, and had a good time. And that was basically my Friday. Oh, and the fact that I ran into my sister and some of her friends who are now my friends, and we hit up this place, I think it's called Papacito's Cantina. Pretty good food. But as we're walking around for food, there's a row of food trucks. And that's the other thing I can compare Matsuri to Anime Next, where, you know, if you leave the Atlantic City Convention Center, it's not hard to walk up the way to get food. Here, you walk outside, if you don't want Starbucks, there's at least eight food trucks all standing out there. And between you and me, I'd rather go to the food trucks and wait, because going on to the food trucks, waiting and putting your order and buying food, does come out a lot faster than having to go to the restaurant and it might not be as expensive as I, as either, you know? Yeah, more cons need food trucks hanging around. Yeah, and we talked about this on my Facebook, and I think part of the issue is, like, 
li- is like licensing and so forth. Like, if the con has a deal with the convention center, they have to, this. Their food is being sold. There may be there may be some laws where you know there's an event going on. You can't have your truck within a certain distance or something like that. But I say give more people variety because between you and me. I'd rather wait online for a four dollar hot dog as opposed to a seven dollar hot dog. Mm-hmm. Yep. And because things plus the last time I went to New York Comic Con, I remember one truck selling Canisius. Yep. I haven't had those in a while. Mm. And then you know the Mickey D's. It's like right up the. Sh- that's one block away. That's and that's pretty much is out of food halfway through the day. You know. <laughs> so we so that was basically my Friday night, and the fact that. The formal ended around 12.30. I got back to the room and I was able to get, you know, a good night's rest. But I did not get up early as I planned to. Instead of being down at the down in the dealer's tape, down at the floor, around 10, I didn't get there till around 11. It was sort of like that feel of when, you know, when we went to MAGFest, it was like there was no rush to get down there right away. Mm-hmm. I felt the same thing. Because maybe because it was so... Everything was so spread out. I wasn't seeing large groups of people unless they were in a specific area for, you know, for a line. You know, they're lining up to get into a panel or an event. So that that's what I, so what I ended up doing was I put on Luigi for a little bit, walked around and took some more photos. And then I went to get ready for the Sailor Moon photo shoot. And what I noticed in the, in the schedule app, pretty much all the meetups were in the gu- were in the schedule. I don't want to say guidebook because they didn't use guidebook; they use sketch. And I think that's something a lot more cons should do, like have a cutoff date for photo shoots and have them as meetups as well, and put them in the guidebook. But on the same token, I also feel that you know, if cons are doing this, there should be somebody there to um, kind of corral people around and remind people this is the time you have for your shoot and you have to kind of let it go after that point so and I went to the Sailor Moon shoot and it I found it ran differently typically it's like you have your inners first you do, way I've seen it done is like you have your group shot inners outers your the pets, I mean, Luna, Artemis, Diana, the cats, generals, your villains, and so forth. But then you do by Senshi. It was done differently. They did the roll call by Senshi, but saving Sailor Moon for last. And I thought they were doing it in order the Senshi were appearing in the anime. She was doing it, in, I believe, in alphabetical order. Alphabetical order? That, that's hardly... That's hardly common. And she forgot about Pluto and Saturn. Oops. Yeah, I have to go back and go through my pictures and double check, but I think that's exactly what had happened. Why why didn't you just go by planetary order? That would have been easier. I know. I know. Okay. And if you go into the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Rajinger asks me, how was the con funk there on a scale of one to got a nuke to place after the con? I give it a two. So it wasn't that bad. No, because like I said, it take, you definitely smell it in the game room or dealer's hall. But 
the deal it wasn't that crowded so i really didn't get any whiff of it and even when i was seeing large groups of people walking down the hallways it really wasn't that bad and and i mean by was that bad as in i really couldn't smell it oh and you know how cons have like the um they kind of make special lanyards for the convention they had two one with a black one with with Yamada Yuga on it, and one with the other, and a grayish one, with um, with the actress that plays Sailor Moon on it too. Her name escapes me at the moment, but then again, everybody knows Yamada Yuga. And when she was performing, I thought people were going to throw their underwear onto the stage because that's how loud of an applause she got. Neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hey, as, you go. And as and as Ichigo Gami says, she saw my Venus one. I posted a picture when I was going to the Sailor Moon shoot. I lost my Venus one, so luckily I was able to go on eBay and buy another one, which is coming off of a slow boat from Hong Kong. So maybe if I'm lucky, I'll have it by the end of the month. Who knows? Mm. Oh, and Wild Spice, like, who is that? Yamada Yuga is a well-known actress in the Takarazuka circuits, so she is very popular as Tuxedo Kamen. Very popular. So, after the photo shoot, I went over to the, the Q&A session, and I recorded that. And with me was a picture of Ichigo Gami and her friend as Jupiter and Venus, and I was able to pass the pictures to their handler, who gave the photos to those two actresses. And as I was taking pictures, I'm in the front holding the pictures up, and they're getting really excited about it, and I'm holding it like, this is for you, you know? And as I was about to leave, I, saw, I noticed it was a Venus cosplayer, and I asked to take a picture, and she was totally surprised by me because I'm cosplaying human Artemis. So we got a couple of pictures together. And she told me that she loves Sarah Miyu. She came all the way from Japan for this convention just to see them again. Now, that is amazing. That is so awesome. That is hella dedication. Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, when you think about it, I know people who went to Japan to see Sarah Miyu live. So, for the, <clears throat> the other way around, I'm not surprised by it, but that's pretty awesome in its own right. So, after the Q&A session, I went back upstairs, changed back to my normal clothes, ate, drank a lot of water, and that, I have to say, I think I drank at least two gallons of water over three days because every time I was in the room, I had my glass and I'm just filling it up with water because I forgot to bring my water my water bottle with me. So, go back downstairs and set up for the masquerade. Or as they call it in the, in the schedule, the cosplay contest. Now, I talked about this last year when I went to NDK where there was 60 walk-ons and 4 skits. This was not any different. But they did things slightly different that I would I easily approved. And I was like, you know what? It's okay. Now, they had to set up the stage as two tiers or two floors for the, for the Mew musical. And you know what? They left that intact 
for the cosplay contest. So you had cosplayers coming in off the right-hand side for the first floor and either coming in from the right or the left-hand side from the second floor with the stairs right there in the middle. Okay, that was cool. And you want to know what else they did? Hmm. Well, they did. this is what they did, which was really cool. They gave each cosplayer their own intro, like their own versus screen. Like, they played a little metal melody, and it was like entry number, this cosplayer, a little picture of them, and it said about Anime Matsuri 2017, and then it faded out. I thought that was cool. And then on top of that, they had their own custom background and music. Awesome. Okay. If more conventions did walk-ons like that, I'd be all for it. I mean, I understand it's kind of hard to give each character their own background, especially if you don't have like a large LCD screen on the stage. Like I said, the only reason why there was an LCD screen on the stage because that's where the subtitles were for the Saramiyu. That way you could see what they were saying as they were performing. But giving each character, I mean each cosplayer, their own music, their own theme? Yes. Now, when I started going to conventions, it used to be that way. It used to be where if you just did simply a walk-on, you had your own music to walk out to. Now it's like they just play any generic uh, music beat and just announce each person as they're coming out and they do their thing and walk off. Now, mixed up in there was was some interesting skits. Like there was one where they was playing like an HD remix of the Technodrome theme from from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you had all the turtles come out with Casey Jones and April O'Neil trying to escape the Technodrome. That was cool. Another one was was another series where they were. Where there was a fight sequence, where there was a sword fighting uh, attack, that was cool. And then there was a scene with one of the characters from Final Fantasy XV holding up a giant container, a cup of noodle. That was pretty cool. Now I don't know who won because I never stick around for those. But I will say this: if I remember correctly, they had extra awards given out. Um, they actually had an award for best makeup. I'm just like, wow. Who won the award for that? I don't know. But what they they did things slightly different, whereas hosting the mask the cosplay contest generally the hosting of the cosplay contest is generally done by either a con staffer or a known, I say panelist or guest. Like for a lot of what we have for around here, it's generally Uncle Yo. For Ami Matsuri, they had the voice actor actresses from for Sombra, who is Carolina Ravasa, and for Symmetra. Um, let me see if I can pull it. If I can get uh, her name real quick, Symmetra, no, voice actor. Um, uh, Anjali Bimani, I believe that is her name. They did the they did the complete introduction for the cosplay contest, introduced people and so forth. I thought that was pretty cool because it was a little bit different from what I am used to. Wild Spice says you didn't win for best makeup. How would I know? I didn't enter. <laughs> so, so after that, 
went ba- I went back to, up to the room. Now I noticed I'm, that it used to be where a lot of masquerades would start around seven, seven-ish, six or seven. But now it's closer to five. So the masquerade ran from five to seven thirty, but it actually ran to seven because I bounced out of there. And what made it great was the fact that I had time to go get dinner, so I went to a food truck and got some Mexican, ta- got some Korean Tex-Mex tacos, which were really good, and and like wild fries. Th- th- that was really good. So I did that. Went back up to the room, dumped my footage, and went to this dance uh, panel hosted by, I believe, Siren Cosplay. She's a dancer, so pretty much the panel is her and two people doing different dance routines, and I believe, like, also doing how to do them and so forth, and that was pretty cool. I the, One of the reasons why I went to that, because I ran into this Velma cosplayer who was, do, who was Virgin Killer Velma, Virgin Killer Sweater Velma, and she was really a sweet girl, and we just talked for about 10-15 minutes and we just kept we crossed each other like two I think at least twice during the day and I was like yeah I will try to make it so I got pictures of her she did a performance as Alice from Alice in Wonderland the PC game not the Disney or anything like that and she also did a dance as um what is her name Lapis Lazuli from Steven Universe and that was great I did that, went back to the room, relaxed, ran into, um, finally ran into my sister who actually had some, who was able to secure some alcohol, so I, so I was hanging with her and her crew for a while, and then we went down to the, um, to the rave, and they called it Club AM, and I thought that was cool. What is that sound? Is that the cat purring? Mm. Mm-mm. All right. No. All right. Anywho, it's not being picked up on 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 audition, so we cool. I ain't even worrying about it. So I went to the rave, and let's just say this rave puts anime boss in the shame. I at raves, you kind of gotta keep it on the down low that you're popping pills or smoking or drinking or whatever. I think that's yeah, keep it discreet. Here it was just blatant as fuck. I, I was walking around, people were drink was just blatantly drinking from their water bottles, vaping, smoking a weed and all of this and all of that. I'm just like wow. But the thing is, this was in the second main events room because with a lot of conventions, the main events room is for your concerts, opening ceremonies masquerades, and other big panels. But, there was a separate panel, separate main event room just for concerts and the rave. And I was just like, wow, that's a lot of space. So, and I have to admit, that was kind of fun. But the rave had more of a, like, a harmony type thing. Everybody was just there to dance and have fun and nothing else more, and I thought that was really good. The first, it was from 12 to 4, the first two hours was was a, was uh, the, was the duo Oral Vampire, and then they had a couple of DJs after that. I think that what they should do for next year 
is have that grade from 11 to 3 and just have different DJs every hour. That's what a lot of, a lot more conventions are doing because every DJ has their own style of music, their own style of how they mix and so forth. And it's always good to hear hear things differently. I'm always about that. So, but back to the room, Sunday. And this is what I have to remember so I write up my con report. I decide, I went to a Love Live panel. It was pretty much a dance panel. You know, learn how to do the different dances from, from the anime and the PVs, which is cool. Now, as I'm going back to the hotel, because for some reason I couldn't go up to the third floor, I had to go across the street to the hotel, go up two escalators, and use the third floor sky, sky bridge to go across. Now... There was a girl there who was, who yesterday, I mean, and by yesterday I mean Saturday, was Mew Moon. She was Galaxia. So, you know, I got pictures of her, and two of the voice, and two of the actresses from the musical walked over and asked for her picture. And I took the, their picture, and they saw my Artemis bag, and I got my picture with them as well. So I thought that was really cool. And that's why I call pure luck of the draw. Pure luck of the draw. And then after that, went, recorded the panel, met up with my friends, went home, and relaxed. Now, the thing is, I was supposed to be back yesterday, but what happened was, I think it's also partially my fault, I left my hoodie and jacket at the hotel, so we had to pick it up along the way, and my sister Holly was dropping off somebody else, and so we had to, it was along the way for me to grab it, and it was like, I think it took about 10 minutes, but... Now that I think about it, even if we didn't stop to grab my jacket, if I hadn't went straight to the to the airport, I would not. They would not have let me board because it was past the time, you know, to take, you know, luggage underneath the, underneath the plane because I had my my two carry ons and my stowaway. So thanks to her, I hung out with her Sunday night. Not Sunday night. Hung out with her Monday night. Played uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. And I actually like the fact that you can control Link with both sticks and he can jump. It took Nintendo almost 20 years to give Link the ability to jump without a special item. Well, it, everyone forgets Zelda 2, apparently. Yeah, that's why I said almost 20 years, because I'm counting, I'm counting from that point. Because I had oh. Zelda 2, the Adventure Link. And Rageinator asks, were people doing the Colossus Yell at the con? No. That's just... That's- that's a MAGFest thing. And thank God, too, because it's yes. getting really old. Yes. And Wild Spice asks if I outstanced everyone at the at the rave. I'm like, I didn't have enough booze in me for that, so that was not happening. No. So, I would say, overall, this is definitely a convention to check out. Now, I understand there is a lot of controversy behind the convention of how the Conchairs treats the Lolita community and some of the guests and so forth. And I get that. If you feel that's a reason why you shouldn't go to the con, then don't go. I'm not going to stop you at all whatsoever. And I don't blame you for that. But if you want to try it just once and check it out, I think it's well worth it. I I would say, though, you know... If you have friends in the area, come down Thursday, get your shopping done, because 
outside of the food trucks and uh, the restaurants in the hotel and the convention center, I would. It's going to be a bit of a schlep to get to food places, you know. Yeah, and as Ichigo Gami says, they made guests cry, didn't feed models. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There is, if you go on our website at AnimeJamSession.com and look up Anime Matsuri, you'll find a couple of articles in regards to that. I do hope that a lot of these issues have been fixed. I don't know. That's not my backyard. But I will definitely be hearing this from other people who go to the con who keep me on the level. I will say this. If I if asked to go back next year, I would go. But if I hear a lot of issues coming out of this convention for, for this year, I may be quite hesitant about that. But I always like to give a con a fair chance to get, you know, to get things going. But on the real, I would say this is definitely worth checking out at least once. If you want to go to a convention where it's not that crowded and enjoy some amazing food trucks, and see and check out your cosplay senpai because they had 20 different cosplay guests from around the world there. Some of them had running panels. Some of them were were judging you in the masquerade. This is your opportunity to meet them. This would definitely be it. And it just seems like this anime Matsuri really caters more for the cosplayer as well because you know some conventions you have a little bit of everything. Anime Matsuri does still have a little bit of everything, but they give it a little bit. They kind of tip the scale towards the cosplayers. And the fact that there's a car show, a bounce house, the fact that they had like these large displays set up for photography, and there is like a, an entire second row just to relax and chillax, and there's like a cosplay restroom where you can just go in and relax. Sure, why not? And the fact that rooms were like one twenty nine a night, you can't go wrong with those types of prices. Because whatever you—it's not a bad price. No, because whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, because whatever you're going to pay for your convent, your your hotel locally, you can probably take a third of that, put that towards your airfare, your airfare, you know. So mm. yeah, we'll do. I'll do it again and see how it goes from there. And that, my friends is my Anime Matsuri 2017 convention report. I I am still writing it out, so I'm expected to be on our website at AnimeJamSession.com sometime next week. And right now, I am going to go ahead and open the Skype line. So if you have any questions about my adventures in Anime Matsuri, or if you have a particular question that was... That happened down there. You want to ask me? I might have an answer. I don't know. Give us a call at Anime Jam Session. Oh, by the way, there was no karaoke at this con. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know, but it's kind of odd that a convention doesn't have a karaoke track or a karaoke room or something like that. From what I saw on the gripe session, it wasn't that bad, but I will say, I've seen some real outlandish complaints about Anime Matsuri. Somebody complained it was too many diva cosplayers there. That's like me bitching about when I went to Denver Comic Con. There was too many um, Harley Quinn cosplayers. Stop. Just stop. All right. Now that we got that out the way, um, 
You think we can quickly go through the news real quick? Or should we just go straight to news from Japan? Let's just go straight to news from Japan. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Alright, let me go ahead and bring the music up. Okay. Let's see, what do we have here? Um, Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. We have a call here online. You're on. You're live with Anime Jam Session. Who are we talking to tonight? We are. We cannot hear you. Please speak up. All right. Let me double check something because I did have the Skype computer, which is like my my work my con tablet for stuff. So let me see what's going on here with the audio settings. Okay. Audio settings are, are fine, so... Yeah, hold on. Okay. I see what it did. Okay. I think... Can you hear us now, caller? We are... It's going through, but we cannot hear you. And the call dropped. Okay. If you get a chance to call back, uh, give us a call. Alright, so anywho. Let's do strange news from Japan. Um, I will do... Well, I'll do the last one. Ari, you should take the first one. Okay, um... Is the one about the, uh... Police officer? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Police officer arrested for stealing 5 million yen from an 89-year-old man. Oh, boy. Mm. A 25-year-old police officer was arrested Saturday on suspicion of stealing 5 million yen from a residence of an 85-year-old man in Kaizuka, Osaka Prefecture. The officer, Takami Deguchi, has admitted to stealing money from the elderly man's house on two occasions. He was quoted by police as saying he stole the money to pay back gambling debts, Sankei Shimbun reported. Mm. According to Osaka Prefectural Police, Deguchi, who is stationed at a Koban near the man's residence... And a senior officer first visited the man's home on January 10th after reported that his wallet was missing. Deguchi said they were searching the rooms. He found a large amount of cash in a box sitting on top of a chest of drawers. Senior officer advised the man to put his money in a bank. However, Deguchi went back to the man's home himself later that same day, gained admittance on some pretext, and stole 2 million yen. On January 12th, the victims reported the disappearance of his money to Deguchi at the Koban. After his arrest on Saturday, Deguchi told the police that the 2 million yen he stole in January had not been enough to pay back his debts. So around 4 p.m. on April 1st, without authorization, he visited the elderly man again to see if he was okay. And while he wasn't looking, he stole 3 million more yen. The man consulted police the next day to report that his money had gone missing after he had been visited by a policeman. Deguchi was questioned by a senior officer and admitted to stealing the 305 million yen altogether. So, corruption knows no uh, cultural bounds, apparently. What a dishonorable little cur. But, uh, Someone in the comment section is suggesting that he had to pay off the Yakuza. I guess there's no honor amongst thieves. Alright, so we, <laughs> got, we got that call back, so we're going to try it again. You are live on Anime Jam Session. Who are we speaking to tonight? We Caller, can you hear us? 
I don't know what's going on with the Skype computer. The audio settings are set the way it should be. It's it's responding out, but nothing's coming in. So, caller, we cannot hear you at all. We are sorry. He can hear us, but we can't hear you. That's weird. Very. Let me try something real quick. Um, okay, caller, can you hear us? He can hear us, but for some reason he can't. We cannot hear him. Wait, right, I'm gonna try one more thing. This old. This old setup worked once. Okay. Now can you hear us? Let's see if we can hear you. I'm not I'm not hearing our caller. Me either. Mm-mm. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on Vognetwork.com, use the passphrase law. And the call ended, so I'm if he calls back, I'm going to keep this setting just like this and try it one last time, okay? Okay, so. <sighs> Maybe it's time to upgrade the USB, the external USB sound card. Probably. probably. Yeah. Mako-chan? Hi. You sober? <clears throat> Unfortunately. Aw, poor baby. Yeah, so, uh, if I went to Japan, I probably wouldn't be. True. Yeah, all you can drink whiskey cocktails for under a buck at seafood restaurants with branches in Tokyo. Wow. Oh, damn. I could go for that. Mm Mm-hmm. On the one hand, all that whiskey, but on the other hand, a fucking seafood joint. In a never-ending quest to maximize both the amount of alcohol we've consumed and the amount of money left in your wallets, we've discovered some great all-you-can-drink deals in Tokyo. $5.40 is about the cheapest we found for a full 60 minutes of drinking, while the absolute rock bottom is about 100 yen for 10 minutes. But... In terms of cost per minute, the new champion is restaurant chain Sakura Susan. It's a casual restaurant that serves a variety of small dishes and alcoholic beverages. It's already known for its extremely reasonable prices for sashimi and other seafood. But even with its reputation preceding it, um, we're kind of shocked to see how affordable it is to do an all-you-can-drink plan. Hmm. You get an unlimited amount of whiskey highballs for 60 minutes for just 90 cents. <laughs> get drunk for a buck. Yeah. Um, so there are two conditions that must be met. Um, and they're both pretty insignificant. The first is you have to pay 250 yen Um for the uh, Atoshi. It's a tiny appetizer that's customarily served to all diners uh, as a sort of minimal service charge. Mm. Um, So yeah, so about 250 yen for that. And second, the all-you-can-drink plan is only available for groups of two or more. That's not hard. No. Um, Yeah, so... To sit there and eat the little itty-bitty appetizer 
and to be able to drink for 60 minutes, you're still talking about $3.40. This sounds so delightful. I know. Yeah. So the highballs themselves are served in very large mugs and are made with quality, uh, quality Suntory brand whiskey. And uh, the people that went, they ended up, uh, you know, asking to make sure that this was correct. And yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, the rest of the food isn't that badly priced. Uh, tuna sashimi is 390 yen. Uh, fish sausage is 50 yen. And uh, their two-person two bill with all of that came to just uh, 1,231 yen. Wow. Uh, unfortunately, this is only available until the end of the month, and reservations are required. And the problem lies where? Yeah. They probably got reservations, you know, they're probably booked till the end of the month. Not necessarily. I mean, you're talking about Japan, who is a very, a, a very free country when it comes to drinking. So I, I'm guessing as long as you aren't, you know, working, you can go there for lunch or brunch. And considering the way that the work hours go, uh, where most people are working until, you know, eight or nine o'clock at night. And then are expected to go out after. I'm guessing these places are open until, you know, 12, 1 o'clock, maybe later. Mm. Mm. So I don't think reservations would be horrible. All right. So now this next story, I'm just like, oh, my God, yes. A Tokyo IT firm is looking for beer interns who are willing to drink while on the job. I mean, y'all probably know me. Some of the stories I've I've had to deal with where I need to drink. So, I think yeah, we all do. Yeah. No need to wait until the workday is in for knocking back a cold one, and it might just lead to a full time position. Japanese web developer Technomobile, the company whose offices are located in downtown Tokyo, Minami Aoyama neighborhood, is now accepting applications for its beer intern position. You hear that? Uh, but intern, uh, that means we'll probably be unpaid. Oh, not all or, uh, yeah. But as it goes, the company is not planning to make interns spend all day running back and forth to the convenience store to pick up chilled cans of beer for the regular employees. This is a legitimate internship where you'll be using Ruby on Rails application framework to complete web development assignments. You'll be doing it with one beer in one hand as the program aims to help clear away tensions by having a beer and letting interns experience the working atmosphere at the company and see if they're compatible with it. The position has no formal education requirements, but applicants must be over 25 with at least one year of open source development or web server construction experience. Internships will take place 
on April 22nd and 23rd from 1 to 6, meaning that you should be done early enough to hit the bars for another round of work if you're still feeling thirsty. <laughs> you can work. Yep. You can apply online on their website at tcmobile.jp slash recruit slash 2017 slash beer turn b-e-e-r-t-e-r-n slash hashtag recruit info. And according to Technomobile, it says that those who take the work may end up becoming a full-time full employment with the company as a programmer, infrastructure engineer, or a system engineer. It's not specified whether or not a beer is allowed during working hours, but it's something that will probably have to be discussed with the hiring manager if you are given a permanent position. I like that. What about y'all? I'm okay with that. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, and our caller was Rageinator, but what Skype was being a dickbag to us. He wanted to let us know that free anime is available. Um... The entire see the entire season of Samurai Champloo is available dubbed on YouTube, and the first episode of My Hero Academia is available on iTunes. And you really need to check out My Hero Academia; it's so good. And on that note, we are going to go ahead, take our last uh, break, and wrap the show up. Sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Cool. We'll be back.
I calling you. Check my message here. Remember memory. I love you, love you forever. We gotta get a beautiful day. I wanna wanna see you again. My Molly, just your mind. Remember happy time.
we did pretty good for the time being. The fact that we kind of started late and we're still within our time given. So I'm going to go ahead, wrap this up so we can get out of here because we all got places to be tomorrow. So if you like what you heard, tell a friend. Then another turn, tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if you want to tell us what you think of the show, good thoughts, bad thoughts, planes, trains, raises, planes, and all that good stuff, you can send it to podcast at animejamsession.com again that is podcast at animejamsession.com we want to know what's up we are here to believe you check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post our convention reports links to our cosplay photos our cosplay tutorials our standard convention photos as well our convention videos and so much more and quickly our podcast which goes up every single week now, if you have trouble getting to our site for our podcast, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and post it weekly on the VOG Network forums. That's VOGNetwork.com. Don't forget to check us out at YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV, where we post all of our convention videos. You'll find uh, cosplay interviews, uh, panels, masquerades, industry interviews, and other cool random stuff we find at the con. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash session, where we post links to stuff on our website, our Facebook page, cool information that we want to pass along, and other cool stuff. Facebook, facebook.com slash session. I just want to say to everybody that follows us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and our website, thank you so much for your love and support. As long as you continue to like the page, like the articles, and everything we post on our Facebook page, we will put more content up there. Don't forget, we're here on the VOG Network twice a week, live, 9.30 p.m. on Tuesdays, and Encore Presentations Thursdays at 2 p.m. And these are, and these are Eastern Standard Time. But we're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network. There's some other cool shows you have to check out. Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, and Game Boy. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. Uh, I just want to get to bed. I don't like waking up at 5 o'clock. Duly noted. Mako-chan. Um, I'm gonna go and try and find something to nom on. Me. I got in like 10 minutes before the show, spent 20 minutes getting it together. Right after this, I'm gonna probably catch up with some wrestling and eat my wings and relax. That is it. End of list. We will be back here next week with a brand new episode of Anime Jam Session. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. We are going to get up on out of here. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Makachan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. And I'm out this bitch. Night. Say goodnight, Makachan. Goodnight, Makachan. Okay. We good. We're out of here. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. 
No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!